I am truly honored to be here tonight to speak to you. It's not often that I'm asked to speak. I'm much more comfortable singing my message than speaking it. Singing is so much easier. I sing the words and the music and the emotion come through to help articulate that, what I, that which I cannot. And the listener receives the message that he or she needs at that moment. Thus is the power of music. When I was asked to speak, Sisterhood said, you're such a strong supporter of Sisterhood. We would love to have you speak at our service. And this got me to thinking, why do I support the Sisterhood so much? Because they're right, I do support them in everything here at Temple. It's not because it's my job, they're not part of my portfolio of responsibilities. I just truly enjoy helping them put these services together. And I always make myself available for the Sisterhood Passover celebration or any other event at which they would like me to be. But why? As I reflected, I thought back to my first day here at Sherazetic. I remember being in my office, and for those of you who don't know, it's there. You never know it's back there. I love it. And I was unpacking the many, many, many boxes that had arrived from Cincinnati. As I was putting things away, a group of five women entered. A contingent from the sisterhood had come to welcome me to the congregation. Among them were Jill Newman, who had recently helped me find a place to live, and Audrey Shine. And I remember Audrey very distinctly, because she came up to me and said, you need to get a new picture. You look much prettier than the one they have. <laughs> Everyone started to laugh, and Jill said, we love Audrey. She speaks from the heart. And thus began my relationship with the sisterhood at Congregation Sharad Zedek. And that I realized, the idea of relationships, that's the answer to why I am such a huge supporter of sisterhood. Back in 2013, Dr. Ron Wolfson published a book entitled Relational Judaism, Using the Power of Relationships to Transform the Jewish Community. Dr. Wolfson is well known in our Jewish world. His 2006 publication, The Spirituality of Welcoming, had changed the nature of how we welcome people into our synagogues. This new book discussed how to get people to stay once they had been welcomed. He states, that people will come to synagogues, Jewish community centers, Jewish federations, and other Jewish organizations for programs, but they will stay for the relationships. I began to form relationships with the women and sisterhood from that very first meeting, and through them, relationships with many members of the Jewish community here in Tampa, many of whom are here tonight. I made friends I never thought I would have, and even discovered family members. And for those of you who don't know, Judith Mish and I discovered that we are cousins. She and my father are first cousins. He didn't even know she was here in Tampa. Friendships and relationships are second nature to women. I'm sure that many of you have heard of the groundbreaking study done by doctors Laura Klein and Shelley Taylor, and first described in a psychological review article published in the year 2000. It looks at the way men and women deal with stress. So when a person is under stress, our bodies release the hormones cortisol and epinephrine. 
This causes both the blood pressure and the circulating blood sugar levels to rise, which means it revs the body up to either stand and fight or get out of there as quickly as possible. And for years, scientists had known this, and they had assumed that both men and women reacted the same. However, doctors Klein and Taylor discovered that under stress, women also release the hormone ox oxytocin, which counters the production of cortisol and epinephrine. It produces a feeling of calm, reduces fear, and counters some of the negative effects of stress. Now, men also release this oxytocin, but in much smaller quantities than women, leaving them to feel more strongly that effect of the flight or fight response. Men tend to respond to stress by escaping from the situation, fighting back, or bottling up their emotions. Women, on the other hand, are more likely to tend and befriend. That is, when women become stressed, their inclination is to nurture those around them and reach out to others. And once women do engage in this tending and befriending, studies suggest that more oxytocin is released, which further counteracts stress and produces a comforting effect. In layman's terms, under stress, women seek out their friends, which most often is their own group of female sisterhood. Because nowhere else are you going to receive the love, support, advice, and inspiration that you get from your sisters. Merriam-Webster, do you remember Merriam-Webster? Yes. Defines sisterhood as the solidarity of women based on shared conditions, experiences, or concerns. So let's unpack that just a little. Under what conditions would the sisterhood show solidarity? Women support each other through times of trial, whether communal or individual. They are there to offer friendship to each other, an arm to lean on, a shoulder to cry on. Admittedly, not every woman can be friends with every other woman, but in a group of women, there is almost always someone who understands exactly what you mean or what you are going through. And that is often the beginning of a great friendship. By being a member of sisterhood, one also enters into a world of shared experiences. Meetings, lunches, hamantash and baking, star events. These experiences help women to bond together and to inspire each other. A woman can learn how to do things she never dreamed possible. Prepare an event for 400 people? No problem. There are women in sisterhood who've done that and they're willing to teach you how. Find a new job, doctor, school, or financial planner, there is someone in sisterhood who can help. These women challenge and stretch you, and they stretch your thoughts and abilities, all the while allowing you to be who you are. In sisterhood, one can be the teacher, the counselor, the provider, the nurturer, the advocate, the artist, the rock that others depend on, the leader. A woman can strive for the highest potential of her truest self. And when inevitably life doesn't go the way one expected, these women will be there to pick you up, offer a hug, talk, or give some great advice, and then send you on your way to face the next great adventure. Although you may lose touch with some of the wonderful women with whom you've built a relationship, they will be there for you years down the road. They will be the women who will pick up the phone, even if it's been 10 years since you last spoke. They will always be there for support, to help you if you have a problem, or simply be a friend. 
Now, as Rabbi mentioned in honor of this sisterhood Shabbat, all of the music I chose tonight for the service was written by a woman. Debbie Friedman's Light These Lights and Nisha Berach, those are well-known melodies. Natalie Young's God of Creation and her Adonai Sfatai Tiftach, less so. And Alana Arian's Micha Mocha and Yihi Luratzon are very recent compositions. The choir tonight is made up totally of women who have volunteered their time to learn the music and to be here to share it with you. Each one of these women has a Jewish story, a history of sisterhood and of relationships through which she has been encouraged to use her talents and gifts to the fullest. And for this, we will be forever grateful. Dr. Wolfson explains in his book, we join a community or engage in a relationship with a community because we want to feel connected. We want to feel valued. Sisterhood is one of those places that offers that connection, not just to other women, but to our entire Jewish community as a whole. Each woman comes to Judaism with different, or in some cases, no Jewish experiences. But through sisterhood, a woman can find a deeper connection to her Judaism through the shared traditions and teachings that other women have experienced. We as a congregation do not exist without the deeper relationships that are created with one another. Otherwise, all we are are bricks and mortar and land. Instead, we are a family who cares for one another in all times. The purpose of Judaism and of all relationships is to love, find meaning and understanding, find our purpose in living, belong to a community, and find blessings of gratitude and satisfaction. Dr. Wilson spends 288 pages discussing the power and importance of relationships and congregations. It's not about programs, it's not about marketing, it's not about branding, labels, logos, clever titles, websites, or smartphone apps. It's not even about institutions, it's about relationships. Dr. Wilson, you are correct, but this is something that sisterhood has known since its inception. Sisterhood is not just about hamantash and bake sales, or Hanukkah bazaars, or star events, onegs, or Passover celebrations. It's about a tradition of supportive friendship, community, and relationships that our mothers understood and their mothers before them. So tonight, as we honor our sisterhood and all those who came before them, let us honor the value of relationships and may we all strive to nurture these relationships in our workplaces, our synagogues, and our homes. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>